Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are extremely cool and chill, if I do say so myself. In our new podcast, How Did We Get Weird?, we'll talk about our favorite snacks, shows, and obsessions from growing up with some of your favorite comedians, musicians, and other A-list celebrities. Sorry, we're major. Listen to How Did We Get Weird? from Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL players and clubs are committed to advancing social justice through work that reduces barriers to opportunity and creates progress in police community relations, criminal justice reform, education, and economic advancement. Throughout the season, we'll be highlighting efforts across the league to inspire change in our communities and advance these issues. To learn more, visit nfl.com backslash inspire change. Hi, friends. I'm Hector Navarro. And I'm Frankie Grande. We're your hosts for SpongeBob Binge Pants, Nickelodeon's podcast celebrating all things SpongeBob universe. We have the privilege that not many SpongeBob fans get. This being an official Nickelodeon podcast, we get to interview the brilliant humans behind the names we've all been reading in those credits for over 20 years. This is a podcast by fans for fans. Listen to SpongeBob Binge Pants on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Record Store Society, a production of iHeartRadio. And as well. I mean, it's a little cold out. It's the winter time and all that kind of stuff. But, oh, hey, hi. Uh, welcome to the Record Store. You are literally the first customer we have seen all day. Uh, a welcome. I'm Seth. This is Tara. Uh, feel free to look around and just give us a shout if you need anything. There's no one else here. So we, you can have 100% of our attention. Um, anyway, Tara... Yeah. Uh, is today like a voting day or a? I, mm, what, 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 I, no. I, I don't. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, hey, Scott. Um, question to you, sir. Uh, first of all, hey, Scott, how's it going? Oh, holy night! <laughs> I'll tell you, it's been a good day. My question to you is, why is everything so dead? You've obviously been out on your little mail route, delivering mail and whatnot. What What's going on in the city today? What today? Today's Christmas Day. What? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. We probably didn't have to show up today, Tara. We probably oh could have called today off. Yeah, there's nobody out there. I guess I should clock out. Wait, Scott, what are you doing here? You're a mailman. Yeah, I just, you know, want to come out and, you know, hang out and talk records and I don't have a family, so <laughs> <laughs> here You're I am. our family for today. Okay. Um well I, okay, we should probably leave Tara, but instead, you know, I, I could go for like maybe a quick high fidelity game, like top five Christmas albums. Sound like fun in honor of the day? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Well, here, here, Tara, you go first. So you go grab some records. I'll talk to Scott about, I don't know, candy canes or something. <laughs> oh, Scott, that's what is your take favorite? too long. <laughs> you got a favorite candy cane, Scott? You got, you got one you like like a whole bunch? Well, see, now here's the thing. You can go with the multicolored fruit candy cane. You can go with the mint candy cane, but the real truth of the candy cane is whether your tongue can whittle it down into a lethal knife. I mean, that's all candy canes, though, Without, right? No, some of them crack before that happens. Those are the cheap really? candy canes. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no good. I, I, I like a classic Bob's peppermint. That's that's my, uh, that's that's my, very specific. my favorite candy cane. Uh, yeah. All right, Tara, looks like you got a, a stack of records there. Are, are, are you ready to uh, give us your top five? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. It was nice. tough. 
It was very tough, but I think I got it. All right, so number five. Probably you're going to be like, whoa, already? Um, but yeah, Mariah Carey, Merry Christmas, 1994. Wow, a classic. That's a good Start, one. Starting off the, the list very strong and very iconic. I like this album, obviously, or wouldn't put it in top five, but I mostly had to put it in the top five because of the one song that everyone knows, some people hate, mm-hmm. some people love, and it's like one of the best Christmas songs to ever come out of the 20th century, to be honest. Um, yeah. And that's all I want for Christmas is you, or however that's titled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's some parentheses, there's some lots, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that one, that's why it's number five, um, mostly just because of that song. That's why yeah. it's in the top five, but it's a mm-hmm. total banger. It's so fun. It's a love song. It's a Christmas song. Maybe it's a little sad, too, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I've never explored the lyrics of that because I never really explore the lyrics of anything. <laughs> but yeah, you saying that, it does make me immediately think of something, someone that has absolutely nothing and all they want yeah. is just the the attention from one person. Yeah, or, exactly. or maybe the company of one person. I, I Like I said, I've never paid attention. <laughs> it also has like yeah. that that inherent replayability that all kind of Christmas classics have, which is surprising given how late into the 20th century it came out because it really is a Christmas classic. You can listen to it a thousand times, you don't get sick yeah. of it. Yeah, totally. On a loop, even. Yeah. Like, I, I bet if you put that song in just a perfect loop again and again and again, it would take a long time for anyone to notice that yeah. it's been playing <laughs> for an hour. I actually did that once. Um, when I was in high school, uh, my I, I worked in a skate shop in the mall. And um, back to school season is, of course, very popular in malls. All the kids are buying their their new clothes and, you know, whatever, backpacks and whatnot. And um, my boss, uh, he decided that it would be very funny to play Motley Crue's I'm Hot for Teacher on a loop for as <laughs> oh, long as we no. could until someone would notice. It took hours oh, no. <laughs> before anyone noticed. So we just kept listening because we, we had decided we weren't going to stop until someone said something. Sure. It, it was hours. That's in, in a fun, yeah. It, it, it's like the end of the song loops back to the beginning of the song very easily because it ends with like this weird little like drum beat that kind of sounds like a motorcycle idling, like And anyway. That's enough for my group. We're talking Mariah Carey. <laughs> well, they have the that's same initials. A, I mean, that's true. oh, wow, MC. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a very fun and also very annoying game to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we were a skate shop in the mall, so we were an annoying group of kids, I'll tell you that. True. Yeah. <laughs> very good stuff. Um, yeah, and also... Did you know that it's the fifth best-selling Christmas album ever after Kenny G and Elvis Presley? And then also, of course, now that's what I call Christmas. All right. Now you blew my mind with one of... Blew my mind... (laughs) You blew my mind with one of those. That's an odd sentence. You blew my mind with one of those, which was Kenny G. Kenny G. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I totally get the now that's what I call Christmas. That is like a... That's a classic. Uh, Basically, that's just like the the, the shortcut to a The greatest hits of Christmas. Yeah. 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 I I totally understand that. I had that album. You know, everyone had that one at some point. Um, Not me. Not me. Kenny G. (laughs) 
is the one I don't understand. Yeah, like, I was don't a little wrong, surprised. I got nothing against the guy, but that's that's odd. I know. I was a little surprised by that one as as well. And also Josh Groban is ahead of her too. But I guess like Ooh. he has that very, I guess, um, sort of angelic male singer voice that people want to hear for Christmas. Well, also it seems that like a Josh Groban Christmas album would probably be more playable as a full album than Mariah Carey's. I mean, Mike, it's a great Christmas yeah. album that Mike, Mariah, Mariah, I can't talk. <laughs> it's too cold outside. All our lips are frozen. But yeah, like that whole album is great. But I think it, that one song gets so much attention. Whereas like, if you listen yeah. to Josh Groban or you're like, what's your favorite Josh Groban Christmas song? I guess you'd be like, I don't know, all of them. Whereas oh, Mariah oh, Carey. Holy Night or something? Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, I, I bet if you went down to singles, I bet Mariah Carey has sold the single All I Want for Christmas is You a bajillion times more than anyone. Yeah. yeah. On, on, in terms of album sales, I bet you're right. Yeah, I mean, and it's like six times platinum or something crazy like that. Yeah. Oof. Huh. Nice. Well, well if, if that's your number five. That's well, number well, five. Where are you going from there? <laughs> And number four is a compilation. It's called Soul Christmas. Um, oh. And Atlantic put it out in 1968. Merry Christmas, baby. Should it treat me nice? It's so just good. a stacked lineup of classic soul singers and groups. And um, like Otis Redding is on it, Donny Hathaway, Luther Vandross, Booker T and the MGs. It's so good. It's so good. Hmm, nice. Yeah. You said, you said that was 68? Yeah, 1968. And Wonderful. there's and there's um like original songs on there. Like there's a song called Backdoor Santa, which is funny. Mm-hmm. I know that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah. But then they also have, you know, classic Christmas songs covered by these, you know, giant uh soul singers and it's also kind of jazzy in certain parts too now that was I think the donny hathaway song this christmas is it that one i'm trying Ooh, to remember no but that was stevie wonder that was stevie unless wonder? he covered it i don't know if he covered it but it's not that one i think the donny hathaway song starts with those horns and those horns are merry are... christmas no that's otis writing yeah, it's oh, a really hot horn section there. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is very horny. Lots of horns on that album. <laughs> Definitely the horniest Christmas album that's of Mississippi. <laughs> oh, except for maybe like Mine- uh, Mannheim Steamroller. I don't know. Are oh, th- those are synthesizers. That's a horny Christmas album. Yeah. Wait, th- are those like synthesizers though? Maybe Mannheim Steamroller. I think it's a combination, right? I have no idea. Because I My feel like I've seen Mannheim Steamroller and there actually is like a real electric guitarist out front. Yeah. And they're actually like, you know, foot up on the monitor. <laughs> just really? melting faces. Yeah. Holy like, moly, Tony I had Iomi no idea. Or Tommy Iommi. What's his name? The guitarist oh, I'm, guy? I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's Buckethead. I'm sure it's... Yeah. <laughs> <you know? laughs> oh my gosh. I always imagine them to just be like synth on synth on synth just playing I think that's there too I definitely think that's a part of it and what's the other one that's like Mannheim Steamroller but not you know what I mean Trans-Siberian Orchestra that's the one Trans-Siberian Orchestra (laughs) that's the one that's the one so yeah that's the other one where it's I'm surprised those aren't like number one on the actually yeah well I think Mannheim Steamroller was there but I can't remember like what number Mm. when I when I last googled that well, it was interesting to watch like the progression of Mannheim Steamroller because when they first started, it was, I think, back in the 60s or 70s. And so they sounded very Wendy Carlos like. So when you listen to the right. early stuff, it sounds very small. And then the 80s hit 
and they got like Roland Juno sixes and all kinds of stuff, and it just got <laughs> real big. I just imagine that there's that gif. I think it's from a music video of a guy with just like towers and towers of synths, and he's just like <laughs> dancing around playing all of them. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I imagine. All right, wait, wait, hold on a second. So, so, so remind me the name of this album again because I've never heard this one, so it's I, I, I want to check it out. It's just Soul Christmas. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to look this one up. I have it on vinyl. It's a great one. It's S-O-U-L, Seth, not S-O-L-E. I know you're alone. <sighs> Thank you. You're very welcome. I, w- I was headed down to my shoe salesman. <laughs> I was going to ask for this record, but now I'll go to a record store. Oh, hey, look where we are. I almost went all the way to South Korea. <laughs> Looking for that Christmas record. Oh, that's that's solid. We got some good wordplay in there. <laughs> I think we exercised every soul. Yes. Well, there's also a fish. We could oh, oh, yeah. let me try that one. Yeah. I was going down to the fish salesman up on the, the Seattle market. <laughs> Gonna have him throw a fish at throw throw this record at me, but no. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's a good okay, thing you don't have any guys. customers today. <laughs> All right, Tara, how about your number three? All right. Okay, so number three, this one is probably going to make you guys laugh, but I super was obsessed with it in the 90s, and I still love it now because, you know, when you grow up with a Christmas album that you love, you kind of just always love it, Mm -hmm. Um, and that is A Very Special Christmas, number three. Nice. Those are solid compilations. They're yeah, so I, mean, good. <laughs> I think I, I can definitely speak for myself. I definitely grew up with those very special Christmas compilations too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, did you as well? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this... so, so please fill me in, Tara. Which one is number three? Because they yeah. all kind of blend together to me. So this one is from 1997, um, and just preface this th- this compilation series was put out um, as a benefit for Special Olympics. But this one is super 90s, um, like I said, came out in 1997, um, and there are some super cheesy songs on it. I keep saying the word super, but whatever, who cares? Um, there <laughs> are some cheesy songs, right? <laughs> There's some cheesy songs on here, but some standout tracks, I would say, are Santa Baby by Rev Run and the Christmas All-Stars, which feature mm. Mace and Puff Daddy and Snoop Dogg and Salt Peppa. I remember and that. Actually, That's 1997. This, yeah. <laughs> and that song was actually written, um, well, it had a bunch of writers, but Lauren Hill and Wyclef were actually two of the writers for that song. Oh, wow. Nice. And then... That, and, that was yeah. the Fuji's era. Yeah, exactly. And then another one that's really fun uh is by no doubt and it's called oi to the world and it's sort of this like ska punk number about uh i I had completely forgotten about that song until you said those words just now Mm -hmm. so so that means that somewhere in my head in hibernation was the knowledge of Oi to the World mm-hmm. <laughs> that was just resting back there until you just uh, jostled it loose, Tara. So way to go. <laughs> it's such a good Christmas song. Honestly, it has a it really good message mm-hmm. about Haji, the punk kid, um, and he was like going to fight this other kid, I think Trevor from the Skins. <laughs> and anyways, they ended up pulling out the nunchucks and... <laughs> Like repelling down walls and stuff, and then I think they decided to get along. I can't remember, but they bought each other bourbon at the end, and you know, oi to the world, everything's great again. 
Everybody yeah. wins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that song is so good. No doubt. And then, oh yeah, no also, who can forget the Smashing Pumpkins song that came from that album, Christmas Time? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. I, I, I actually spent a long time today wondering whether or not I was going to buy the new uh, Smashing Pumpkins album. Like I was putting it in like my checkout cart, put, taking it out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, like I, I legit, just, legit? Like a new, new, new one? It just it came good? out. I haven't heard it. That's it's got kind of like a really Ayn Randian cover. It looks like the, it looks like the cover would be like on Atlas Shrugged. It's but oh. the, this is apparently the sequel to Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Oh boy, what? That's can smart. they do that? Exactly. I agree. <laughs> can, wait, can you even claim that? Because obviously this is just a ploy. That's like but Dumb I, and Dumber too. It's been too long, guys. Just yeah, make a new can, album. <laughs> but well, I, I, no, I, I mean, they were I, like, I, what works for us? Let's go back to the thing yeah. that works for us. I have not been able to pull the trigger and actually buy it yet, but um, it at least has me interested. Uh, and part of it, too, is that um, everyone except uh, Darcy is back. So James E. Haw is back. Uh, Chamberlain is back. It's it's as close to a Smashing Pumpkins reunion album as we can get. But, but anyway, actually, I, I haven't listened to it. Yeah, Who's the I bass just... player? Is it Melissa Aftermur again? Oh, or or is it Paz from um, Paz from oh, Perfect yeah. Circle and Perfect Circle the, and, and Pixies Zwan. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, wow. aren't we just a bunch of record store nerds? <laughs> we really are. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so that well, was number... Th- oh, oh, actually, I just have to do a special call out because uh-huh. Hootie and the Blowfish is also on that album. Nice. <laughs> they deserve every bit of credit that they get. The Reactor Review Mirror or whatever it was called. That was, that was an album they had. I mean, yeah. So number two is Christmas by Low, the band Low. Yes, 1999. Apparently it was released as a gift to the fans. And what's interesting, maybe we could talk about this because, you know, Christmas being a very religious holiday and then a lot of bands that we listen to are just, you know, not religious at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they are actually Mormon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so they actually believe what they're singing about yeah. on that Christmas album. They yeah. aren't heathens like their fans. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and it has to be said, that song, uh, Just Like Christmas, oh. holy shit. That to it's me perfect. is the best Christmas song. Period. Like I, yeah. I love. That I would song. agree. It's so yeah. good. I mean, singing about Norway like, and shit. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah. Like a standout track for me is one called "If You're Born Today," and it's yeah. you know their signature minimal sound, but like harmonies and simple guitars, and there's some chimes which make it very Christmassy. Yeah. 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 Such a good album. Maybe That's a, a little. One. Yeah, maybe a little depressing sounding for the holiday season, but you can't have happiness and jingle bells all the time. Yeah. You can't have the seasons without seasonal depression. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. They go That's so true. Hand in hand. True. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to get drunk and listen to the low Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I was about to, to name another one that makes me really sad, but maybe it's on one of our lists, so I won't say it yet. <laughs> okay, well, we'll have to revisit that if it's not, because yeah. I really would like to know. 
I'm gonna write I'm gonna write it down on a sheet of paper right now so I remember to say it again later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So okay, drum roll. The very oh, yeah. last one, number one on my list is the Vince Guaraldi Trio, 1965, a Charlie Brown Christmas. It has to be. It doesn't get better than that. Yeah. And and, and plus, you got a little sadness on there, too. Yeah. There is a, yes. there's a nice slice of Christmas, Christmas sadness time on is that here. album. Mm-hmm. Nice slice of sadness on that album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys heard the story of how Vince Guaraldi came to do this whole thing? I, I don't believe so. I've, I've heard various things. But here, here, t- tell um, your story. Yeah. So apparently, this producer guy, he was looking for music for this documentary called a boy named charlie brown um and i guess he was just driving back from a meeting with charles schultz as everyone knows is the creator of peanuts and charlie brown and all those kids well he heard on the radio uh vince garaldi's like next biggest hit which is cast your fate to the wind and Mm. they're like oh we got to call this guy and so they called this guy anyways the documentary didn't end up happening but they loved everything that he came up with so they kept him on for the christmas special which actually came out on thanksgiving on tv (laughs) um but uh yeah so that so that's how they did it and man i feel like aside from like the pink panther you rarely get like a composer that defines the sound of like a cartoon you know Mm -hmm. yeah he is for sure like peanuts the sound of peanuts Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of the strip in particular, but also of the animated um, shorts. And I have to say, when Vince Guaraldi died, it was in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say the last one he did. I'm probably wrong about this, but this is the information in my head that the last one he did was "It's Arbor Day, Charlie Brown," <laughs> or is it? It's the Flash Beagle, Charlie Brown. It's, does he it's, not, do a, it's the, not a good one. No, he doesn't. No, does no. he do the Flash? I thought that was a disco thing. Oh, it is. I'm saying. I'm saying like there's one that was like that. That was like the turning point when they they stopped using him, obviously, because he wasn't alive anymore. Yeah. And they really took it. Took it. Took a tumble. Like mm-hmm. like the, the vibe but just isn't correct so without Vince Guaraldi. You need him. You know. Even the like the stupid Joe Cool song. I still kind of like it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. completely agree. It, 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 they they go hand in hand, and it's it's rare that you find that chocolate and peanut butter combination. It's true in the world, you know. It's it's rare, but but yeah. No, 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 Tara. Um, when you're listening to this album, do you has it separated itself from the holiday special for you, or is it? It reminds you. Oh of, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, it, and even now, thing. sometimes it reminds me more of the Royal Tenenbaums, which yeah. is oh, yeah. weird. <laughs> Um, 100% like when, when she's sitting there eating her ice cream yeah. with her dad yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or Arrested Development too <laughs> yeah but also so yeah I just have to go back to Flash Beagle because I think Flash Beagle is freaking epic <laughs> oh it is I love yes. it and I remember that whole like dressing room scene where he like has the hair blow dryer and his ears are just blowing the wind and he's wearing the like cut off sweatshirt yeah um, Anyways, yeah, that is not Vince Guaraldi. <laughs> no, I didn't think so. But, I believe it's Arbor Day Charlie Brown is his last one. Yeah. Anyway, this, this I'm just going to throw it in allegedly there. That way no one in the store can sue me. <laughs> okay, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just had to say, like, that Flash Beagle was the jam when I was a kid. But yeah. <laughs> um, nope. So yeah, that's my number one. And I'm sticking to it. Beautiful stuff. 
Well, well, Thanks. I am I am not prepared for this. So uh, wow, let's all what? take a coffee break, <laughs> okay. so I can run around the store, uh, figure out what my top five is, and then we'll come back and go through my list. Sound good? Sounds great. Perfect. You met the kid, right? I did. He seemed like a killer to you. Cavalry Audio, in association with iHeartRadio, presents the new podcast, Verdict. Do you know what he thought about her? They were fighting about me. What makes you say that? Money, plain and simple. Always is. People who got it don't like people who ain't. The studio responsible for the hit podcast, The Devil Within. I can't lose another son. You want to know if I think he done it? You people need to quit trying to dig up dirt on innocent people. I can't but close my eyes and not see their faces. Comes a gripping new investigative drama series. I pray for him every day. All I do is hope he finds his way home. You are not a killer. Verdict premieres October 19th. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jen Kirkman, host of the Anxiety Bites podcast. I'm not a trained mental health professional. In fact, I'm a comedian and a writer, but I am experienced in having anxiety. I've had it my entire life. Generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, multiple phobias, but I've worked on them so much that by the time 2020 rolled around and it seemed like the rest of the world was just experiencing anxiety for the first time, I was actually feeling okay. And I wanted to do something to help other people find the right tools to help them take control of their overwhelming anxiety. So I decided to start a podcast. Anxiety Bites premieres on Wednesday, October 6th. Join me as I have irreverent but factual conversations with experts in the field of mental health. Subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. ingredients for a perfect telenovela. Obviously, you need twins. A rich one. Oh my god, is that a Birkin? And a not-so-rich one. I'm an orphan raised in a poor convent. You need a terrible accident and mistaken identities. I should just tell the truth about who I really am. Throw in a charming prince. Mi amor, the kid to my cat, the hakuna to my matata. The- a cruel stepmother. You're useless. And a father with dark secrets. Now get out! Oh, and don't forget the nun. Wait, there's a nun? You won't listen to reggaeton. This show has all that and much more. Sonoro and iHeartRadio present a telenovela like you've never heard it before. Princess of South Beach, starring Rachel Zegler, Gina Torres, Raul Esparza, Danny Pino, X Mayo, and Yvonne Cole. Listen to Princess of South Beach as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're back together um, to remind everyone we're doing top five Christmas albums. And um, I, I wasn't really sure what my criteria was going to be for this one. I, I was trying to like figure it out in my head. Like, like what do I care about? Is it just like the nostalgia stuff? Like, is it the, like the things that I care about most are like what's been with me my whole life? Or, or... then it came, I, when it came down to it, I was just like, all right, musically. Musically, which ones do I appreciate the most? So... 
My number five, I actually put this on our employee recommendation shelf like just a couple of weeks ago, but whatever, it, it is my number five, so here it is. It is a Freddy Christmas album by Altered Crates, uh, and this came out in 2019. That's weed, million C's, where the liquor at? Mad dog, 2020, kept a nigga loose. Murder was the case, that's if a nigga tasted gin and juice. Cause then we gon' be riding on some bullshit. Oh, that old chestnut. You know, you know, <laughs> that, that classic. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, uh, Altered Crates uh, basically made this, it, it's, it's an illegal album. There's nothing sanctioned or official about this. It's uh, all the instrumentals are from Amerigo Gazaway from his uh, hip hop instrumental album, A Christmas Album. And all the vocals are from the Freddie Gibbs and Madlib album, Pinata. So, um, yeah, this isn't, this isn't real. In fact, he, he got it kicked off of Bandcamp not too long ago. Um, he's been... He's he's been in trouble with Bandcamp a lot <laughs> over the years because you know he does this all the time. Like he has this amazing one called uh, Fela Sol, where it's Fela Kuti and De La Sol mashed together. Oh, oh, what? It's really amazing. so. So, so it's because he doesn't have permission to use these artists' music, no. and he's no. selling it that they're yes. kicking him off. Yes, yes. Even though and, he's um, creating something different with them. Yeah. No. No. I seems and me personally. Like I, I feel no qualms about recommending him, but I do feel qualms about giving him money. So, for example, uh, you can listen to all of his stuff on his SoundCloud page for free. And mm -hmm. I highly recommend that. I think you should, everyone yeah. in the world. Um, but uh, it's a wonderful album. Just the vibe and the beat and just musically. It just, it just, it, it just has a very original simple flow that is cheerful and all the samples that Amerigo Gazaway used in his original instrumentals album are really um just just a slightly off the beaten path so they don't sound too trite you know because obviously there are a lot of um same old Christmas songs that we've heard a million times he he cherry picks just these slightly off-center choices and it makes the whole thing just have like a really fresh new vibe. And you, you can buy that legitimately. That's um, a Christmas album by Amerigo, Amerigo Gazaway. And yeah, just go to his band camp or something. And that's really great too. But I like a Freddy Christmas album even better because it's got those Freddie Gibbs vocals on top, mm -hmm. which is just, you know, it's just, it's just gravy on that, on those mashed potatoes. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm, now I'm thinking of, I know, I know that I, I heard you uh, recommend it before, but now that I'm thinking of it like as an actual Christmas album, I'm like, wait, do those Freddie Gibb lyrics talk about Christmas at all? No. Does, oh. <laughs> Not at all. Interesting. I, I by context, they start to kind of feel Christmassy, mm -hmm. but but no, but no, not at all. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So it just sounds Christmassy from his like instrumentation or however. The, the instrumentals are very Christmassy. But the lyrics are 0% Christmassy. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, yeah, well, next time I'm in Target, I'll see if they have it. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't right. we don't carry it here either. <laughs> <laughs> to go slightly more mainstream, and I mean ever so slightly, I apologize. <laughs> um, this is 2010. Uh, it's kind of a compilation, kind of an album, and it's called... Warm Forever by Candy Claws and Fire Breather. What? Is that a Christmas? <laughs> that is, is that a cartoon? <laughs> that is a hundred percent Christmas. So, so here's the deal. 
I'm, I'm going to get a little boring. I apologize. Wait, no, hold on. Before you get boring, do they actually sing about, because I've listened to that record a lot. Do they sing about Christmas? Are the lyrics Christmassy? 100%. Yes. Oh. 100%. I mean, they are definitely <laughs> I gotta not listen to lyrics too. Christmas songs. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so here's the deal. Uh, so Candy Claws is now the band Sound of Series, who's on Joyful Noise, one of my favorite bands. Love them. Before that, they were a band called Candy Claws. And now it's Ryan and Karen Back in Candy Claws, it was Ryan and Kay, okay? So Kay, her spinoff band was a band called Fire Breather. And, but when she played with Ryan, it was Candy Claws. <sighs> anyway, very uninteresting. But the point is, they both did had a tradition of writing a new Christmas song every year. So magically, after like four years of this, they had this little EP with eight Christmas songs. And it's just... It, it's delightful as hell. I, I love Candy Claws so, so much. I mm-hmm. love Sound of Series. And the songwriting and the instrumentation and the production and just the um, the overall kind of like feelings that they can evoke are just wonderful. And I, I don't expect either of you to have anything to say about this <laughs> because no, no one listens to this, but it's wonderful. Well, it's a really pretty record. I just never knew it was a Christmas record. And, and they actually have continued it to uh, release a, a Christmas single every year. And it... Uh, it, they're all great. They're all really, really great. I, I recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of that. I'm going to have to check it out for sure. Well, now I'm going to say something we'll all actually understand and recognize. <laughs> you guys ready? So John Cage went and recorded a series of churches around the world, but just the silent <laughs> churches. But it, one, of the, one of them was done in December, so it's a Christmas record. Yeah, it counts. <laughs> it's only released on wax cylinder and, you know, even then... <laughs> No, I'm, I'm going more mainstream, at least for our, our little three-person crowd here. <laughs> the year is 1999. The EP is called Christmas, yeah. and it's by Low. It was just like Christmas. It was just like Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad there's some overlap there. Oh, definitely. And, and, and like, I have to say, like, like I said when you were talking about it, Tara... Just Like Christmas is just such an amazing song. Like, and, and, and here's something, at least to me, this is interesting. That was the first low song I ever heard was Just Like Christmas. Wow, really? Yeah. And, and so here's the thing. It has been a terrible bait and switch because <laughs> <laughs> when I got this and I heard that song, I was like, oh, man, this is amazing. I got to buy up all these other low albums. And I did. They are nothing like no. Just Like Christmas. <laughs> They're all so slow and quiet and sad. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, it, it was an enormous bait and switch. I've been duped, but uh, it worked because I really do like Low now. But um, yeah, it is not a representation of the band writ large. <laughs> it no. is, um, it's a one-off special. But but I I really do love it. Like like the the covers I think are perfect. The originals mm-hmm. I think are perfect. The vibe is just right. Uh, you can listen to it at least in my opinion all 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 year round. Because yeah, I think we talked about this before when we were doing the, uh, the when I recommended Freddie Gibbs a couple weeks ago. But basically, I, I don't celebrate Christmas, so I just listen to Christmas music when I want to listen to it. Which means that like the cream of the crop really rises because it's just, these are just albums I listen to year round. And then there are things that I really do associate with Christmas that I'll maybe only listen to if I'm like at a Christmas party or something like mm-hmm. that. So so these other ones that 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 are more or less quote unquote real albums to me, they, they make more of an appearance in my life, you know? Yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. like this one too, Low is kind of 
or this album in particular by Lo, is kind of a winter album, I would say, not yes. just a Christmas album. And mm-hmm. maybe that's why it's so great. They just had to reissue it on vinyl as well. I think probably there was some demand for it. Oh, for sure. And especially for something that, like you said, started as like, you know, a fan like gift. And then it just became like, oh, we have to start selling this. <laughs> like pe- people like this too much for this yeah. not to be real. Let's go, you know? Yeah. And uh, speaking of people who write Christmas songs every year, here comes my number two. Mm-hmm. The year is 2006. And the uh, collection is called Songs for Christmas, Volumes 1 through 5 by Sufjan Stevens. That's smart oh. that you just collapsed them, collapsed them all down into one. Well, that's one through five. Yeah. So who knows what my number one's going to be? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> wait, wait, but wait. Was that number? Is that number two? That, that's my number two. Oh, yes. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what number one's going to be. We'll find wait, out. Wait, is that some weird hint? Okay, wait, wait, I won't. You don't have to confirm or deny. <laughs> but um, the thing I really like about this, first of all, come on. Sufjan Stevens is a god, and I'm sure he would consider that very sacrilegious because he's a very religious dude. But just like um, Lowe, I do think that like if you are very religious and you make a Christmas album, I don't know, there, there, there's just like a little extra glitter in there. There's mm-hmm. a little extra oomph because you actually believe these words that you're saying, mm-hmm. not like the rest of us heathens who just, you know, mouth along or whatever. So, so I do think Sufjan is particularly suited to make Christmas music in general. Not only are his covers great, but his originals are just amazing, off the wall great. Like put yeah. the lights so on the tree, ah, so good. Mm-hmm. Go into the country. No, they're 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 just. They're, they're eat a lot of peaches. Just kidding. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Classic Christmas. <laughs> um, but and I also really like how he kind of like spooned these out over the years because like you know much like the christmas uh uh, ep by low and the um the fire breather and candy claws songs he would just write write and record a new ep for his friends and family and then just kind of like pass it out you know when, when the holidays came around and um I don't know, like, like Scott, you and I have done that as musicians before, where it's like, hey, it's someone's birthday. We don't have any money. Let's write you a birthday song, you know? Yeah. And I, I think it's a nice thing. Well, it's also, you know, uh, and I really hope I'm not, I doubt it, but I hope I'm not uh, preempting your number one here. But there, the, for whatever reason, whether, you know, you're religious or secular, this time of year has always seemed like a good time for bands to kind of bequeath their overflow to their fans. So like REM always mm-hmm. had like a Christmas single I know mm-hmm. if you're like a member of the 10 Club for Pearl Jam, they always had one. You know, bands have kind of done this over and over and over again. And after a certain amount of time, you know, Sufjan decided to do it kind of all in one big chunk over well, the course of like chunks, four years. But we'll get there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was going. And I just want to see what your number one is. All right. All right. And my number one, 2012, it's the EP collection, Silver and Gold, Songs for Christmas, Volume 6 through 10 by Sufjan Stevens. So you got the whole gamut. Now, if, if I was counting these EPs individually, then the whole top five would have just been Sufjan. Now, let me ask you, is 
is do you like six through ten better? Is that why I took the number one spot? Yes. Is that because there's Christmas in the room on there? Christmas in the room is on there. Uh, Christmas <laughs> unicorn is on there. Yeah. Uh, the boy with the star on his head. Yeah. There are some epic souf jams on there. I mean, yeah. like epic. And it, I think my favorite part about it is that when you look at those EPs, you know, he recorded one a year for ten years. You can really see like the entire breadth of like the current Sufjan within those. You know what I mean? You see him at his like folkiest, hello, I'm in Danielson, all the way up to his like age of odds, I'm going bleep and bloop for 24 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like everything is represented in those 10 EPs. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just wonderful. And I, I remember one year I found, because um, obviously these weren't public when he was just making them for friends and family. But I remember one year that one of them with, I think it was volume eight leaked back in the day. And everyone was so excited, of course, like, oh my gosh, this is his friends and family Christmas EP. We haven't heard one of these in years. This is so cool. This is what he's doing now. How amazing. Hooray. And then when the real EP came out later, it was substantially different. He had gone through and done like overdubs and brought into the studio and polished it and, and produced it and done all these things. It's like, oh shit, you, you weren't just like you know, whipping these out at us, you made these for friends and family, and then you went back to the studio, polished them into real albums, and then released them again to us. And it's like, congrats, Sufjan. Like, I, I, I mean, I respect that dude enormously. I think he is definitely amongst our best musicians working today. And uh, I, I love these EPs. I listen to them all the time. Wait, who, time, who is, time, who is it? Who are we talking about? Suf James. <laughs> Suf James uh, Stephen? Yes, but it's spelled with a PH. Suf James Stephen. Stephens, uh, if you want. Stephen. <laughs> Suf James Stephen. Sounds good. You know, here, here's, here's a funny story. I, I um, during the Michigan era, I believe, it was either Michigan or Illinois. But anyway, he was playing Portland, I believe, for like the first time since he'd, be, he'd become like mainstream, you know. Stereo gum era popular, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> that level of, of mainstream. Um and uh, he got up on stage and he's like, hello, everyone. My name is Sufjan Stevens. And you could hear everyone in the audience like whisper to each other. He pronounces it Sufjan. He pronounces it Sufjan. That's... And it was like the first time that anyone had heard his name said out loud. Yeah. And you could hear the whole audience abuzz with finally knowing how to say his first yeah. name. It's not Sufjan. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> uh, shout out to my friend John Beeler, who's like their label manager for Asthmatic Kitty. Yes. Um, but also, I just wanted to say that I only know one Sufjan Stevens Christmas song, and it's oh, which one? It's like uh, the worst. That was the worst Christmas or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Is that on which one of those? Was that's it in on? the second half, right? Like that's in the uh, six through ten half. Isn't that right, oh. Scott? Oh. I don't even remember anymore. They all blend together. Like it's, when I, yeah. I put them together. on, I just put them on and shuffle. Songs right. for Christmas. Is that? That would be the first one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, Isn't no, it? but the second one Isn't is the called, one called Silver, Silver and Gold. Gold. Silver oh, yeah. and Gold. Then uh, colon songs for Christmas six through ten. Oh. oh. <laughs> so damn it, Sufjan. Songs for Christmas. <laughs> I have no idea. Parentheses Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> all the widows and naysayers of the plains people unite. The North yes. Pole. Yeah. <laughs> Should have called it that. Oh, uh, North Pole would have been good. But that uh, that concludes my list. Uh, kind of list. niche, kind of boring, but <laughs> I, I I stand behind all those choices. I I I I feel them legitimately beating in my heart. Fine Not boring at all. at all. 
Yeah, not boring <laughs> at all. Like those are all interesting because I've never heard of most of them except for the Sufjan ones. You're gonna have some fun listening to Candy Claws. Candy Claws <laughs> is such a treat. I love them so much. Um, let's see here. So that's it for me. Uh, uh, Scott, you're you're sticking around. You're gonna do a, a list for us, right? I mean, I could. Yes, yes. I forget your job. It's Christmas Day. You weren't working. So, <laughs> that now, first of all, why are you wearing your mail carrier outfit since you're not working today? These these are my clothes. <laughs> I'm sorry I asked. So, Scott, um, let's take a break. We'll, we'll, you know, have a smoke, have some coffee, uh, and then we will come back and you'll gather up your records and it'll be your turn, all right? Okay. It's the coldest of cold cases. Five women murdered and mutilated in Victorian London. But trust me, everything you think you know about Jack the Ripper and his victims is wrong. I'm historian Hallie Rubenhold, and when I went back into the records, it became clear that the real story of those murdered women is richer and far more disturbing than we'd ever been told. Listen to Bad Women, The Ripper Retold on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL created Crucial Catch because early cancer detection can save lives. At the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, some cancer screenings declined by 90%. Now, doctors are diagnosing later stage cancers, which could have been detected sooner. Don't wait. Remind a loved one and talk to your doctor about getting screened. It takes all of us to intercept cancer. Visit nfl.com slash crucial catch to learn more. My best friend is an Irish heiress. She was royalty from Ireland. Had a huge inheritance. We're talking $30 million. But it turns out Mayor Smith is actually an international con artist. And police are hunting for her. She's left a trail of devastation in her wake. This is not normal to be outside her place. I would rather die than let her get away. Listen to Queen of the Con every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. As a reminder, we're doing the uh, top five Christmas albums, and it is Scott the Mailman's turn. Yeah. Scott, now kick us off with your number five. This was a tough one, though. I have to tell mm-hmm. you, this was a tough one, because if it, this would have been top five Christmas songs... Oh, that's easier. Maybe, that, maybe next year we'll do that I don't one. think it would have been easier, but that it would have been a much hard. more eclectic list for me. Yeah. 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 You know, I was surprised that, you know, because w- when I first heard of this 30 minutes ago... I, <laughs> I I did think like, oh, this will be easy because, you know, I all I love all these Christmas songs, but none of them were on albums. And if they were, they were on compilations. And the compilations were tough for me because Soul Christmas, one of Tara's picks, was one of my picks. Mm. But I can't say like, I can't give these songs top billing, but not, you know, these songs like Christmas Wrapping by the Waitresses or something like that. Right. So mm-hmm. I didn't give it to either of them. And so I was right. like, all right. Oh, wow. So at the end of the day, yeah. I went with full nostalgia plays. Like it's, mm. you know, I, and I was surprised how conservative my 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 picks were. So with number five, I don't even really, I've listened to this album since I was like three. I have no idea how to pronounce this band. Not a band, it's a group. It's uh, the Harry Simeone Chorale. It's, pronoun- <laughs> it's, it's spelled S-I-M-E-O-N-E. Simone Simeone Simeone. I don't know. But it's their album, Little Drummer Boy. 
and it's really good. Christmas is here, bringing the cheer to young and old, meek and the bold. Ring, ring a dong, that is the song. Winds joyful ring, all caroling. One seems to hear words. And it's it's all really traditional. Like you know, Seth knows this. I'm a big like Dickens nut, and um, uh, I I for some reason I really like like old traditional music like Coventry Carol and shit like that and like here we go a wassailing mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. you know I think like my best case scenario for the holiday season would be to time travel back to like 1865 go hang out with Scrooge after he got nice again and like sit down next to like with like a bowl of smoking Christmas bishop <laughs> you know with like a sprig <laughs> of holly put in that's like my dream so a lot of that is sort of reflected in my picks there and that album is sort of one of them so hmm. That's number five. Go check it out. Nice. It's it's very yeah. traditional and pretty fun. Um, I, I'm with you on the whole um, sort of traditional songs things because, of course, I love Burl Ives, but mm-hmm. there's been so many compilations that that song has been on that since I've heard it when I was a kid, I don't even know which album or was it on an album ever. Right. I don't any think so. I mean, his, I'm sure it was. Yeah, so it's just like I I didn't do any of those as well. Because, yeah, it's the song that I knew, but not the album. But the whole Soul Christmas one is good, so that's why I put it on my list. Oh, uh, no, I, listen, also, I'm glad it made it because <laughs> I felt real bad. And, um, that's good. Yeah, the, 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 the two in this – well, the three in this group that I well, – I guess I give a little, little preview that almost made my list were top contenders but didn't make it were Lowe's Christmas EP, mm. um, like Sufjan's like all of it. And Soul mm-hmm. Christmas, like those three, I was like, so I'm so wow. glad they got represented. That's cool. Because that would have made me really sad. I was just going to say, we should just do a highlight of some of our um, almosts. Oh, like honorable mentions? Once. Yeah, honorable yeah. mentions list Here, at the end We'll there. say ours, Tara, after Scott finishes his, so we don't accidentally steal some. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say. Um, yeah, that would, that would make me sad. And speaking of sad, because we were talking about <laughs> sad Christmas songs earlier, like the, the low Christmas EP. Um, this is one, this is like my most contemporary one on my list. And it is one that I listened to, I think for the first time back in like 2003, maybe or 2004, back in the big, you know, rise of the Saddle Creek era. And it's the Bright Eyes Christmas album. And, um, it's as bright eyes as you can possibly get. And it's super sad and super fun, and uh, I really love it. Hey, Tara, remember earlier when I said I was going to write down a really sad Christmas album, but I didn't oh, want to say it out loud? Oh, isn't that one? I have the word bright eyes written on a sheet of paper oh, right next to me. It's like a magic trick. See, here it is. That's, or a prediction or something. Yeah, that's yeah. so... Exactly. That's... And uh, please unfold this envelope and tell me what is written there. <laughs> Yeah, but it's great. It's so sad. And it's 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 sad to the point where it's almost like a parody of I know. how sad it, it is. is. Like if you if you were to listen to it now, either A never having heard it before or B not knowing who Bright Eyes is, you'd be like, "Come on. Come on. Like this is this is way too sad." But if you if you know and like Bright Eyes, and you go, "Yeah, I I mean, I I I expect this. Nothing here surprises me." Um, it's, it's, and it's really beautiful. And it is, it's that, it's the Christmas album for two o'clock in the morning when nothing but the tree is left lit, everybody's gone to bed and you're sitting there just bumming hard, bumming real hard. And, uh, it's really good for that. Or just driving around in a snowstorm, which the low Christmas EP is good for that too. Yeah. 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 No, I I completely agree. That, that, that was definitely, uh, uh, um, 
a contender of mine. Yeah. Was that album. Yeah. And, you know, let's kind of keep the sad train moving, but a different kind of sadness, <laughs> a more beautiful kind of sadness. Um, a Christmas portrait by the Carpenters. Eskimos, everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe. I just, uh, listened yes. to that record since I was a kid, and I love everything on there. Karen Carpenter, we didn't deserve her. The fact that she was so talented and so virtuosic in so many aspects of music, not only did she have the voice of an angel, not only was she like a brilliant uh, pianist and, and percussionist, this this woman was, you know, and her brother was was not too bad either. That album is great. It's really, really good. And if you're looking yeah. for a really nice um, kind of all-purpose Christmas record, you can't go wrong with The Carpenters. It's just That's kinda, a good it, it, one. There's like from, you know, age eight to 80, everyone in the house is going to be okay with that one. <laughs> you know, no yeah. one's going to be like, what is, if it's sad, they're not going to be like, well, it's, you know, mopey hair in the face like emo kid sad they're gonna be like no this is the way sad was supposed to be done with you know bell bottoms and a turtleneck and everybody was sweating on tv because all the polyester that's the kind of sadness we like that dick cavett sack and sadness <laughs> so it's a very specific just you know rod sterling and night gallery sadness we're just just mm-hmm. sweaty and sad mm-hmm. um so yeah that's my number three um, that's a nice. great one that's such a yeah. great one honestly i just got chills when you're talking about Karen Carpenter. She's I the love best. Yeah. Carpenters so much. She was the best. And, and and plus we have to talk about Sonic Youth at least once. Oh yeah, we're supposed yeah. to. We'll <laughs> and yeah, I mean, that is one of the best covers I've ever heard. And speaking of which, Tara, we gotta do top five covers soon. That's that's something that oh, we, yeah. we just we need to accomplish. That's that's a fun list. That's a really fun list. Yeah. But Sonic Youth was like hella fan fan kids of Karen Carpenter. They have that, what's the one song? Uh, oh, um, Karen's Karen Tunic? Mo- yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Is there another one that I'm forgetting? I feel like, about to mention? probably, I, I, I feel like multiple songs off Goo are yeah. about Karen, mm-hmm. but just yeah. in like more and more obtuse ways. Yeah, it's you're like, probably Karen, right. Karen, we love you. Where are you going, Karen? Karen, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> well, and correct you know, me if I'm wrong, but Goo came out right around the time of Karen Carpenter's death, right? I think you're right, but I, I, I don't know enough about the dates of Karen Carpenter's me death. Me either. I thought it was way earlier than that. Now I have to check. See, I'm trying to remember whether Karen Carpenter died in like 1982 or like 1992, because obviously, sadly, for those that don't know, she had uh, a very bad eating disorder and she got very, very thin and her body kind of gave up on her um, and she sort of wasted away. Um, but I, I remember seeing her like on like TV interviews on like the Today Show, but I can't remember if it was 80s or 90s. Yeah, it was 1983. 83. Oh, okay. Oh, see, so, so yeah, Goo been, came out way after that. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting that, that, that it stuck 90. with them that long. Yeah. They were, I mean, they were probably, I don't know how long it takes them to write songs or whatever, but maybe they had some <laughs> songs in the back catalog because they were definitely active in 1983. So maybe they were impacted and they were like, yeah, let's do these songs that we always talked about for Goo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Man. Yeah, and those uh, those Sonic Youths they are uh, they, they are the the, the 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 perfect encapsulation of what a rock and roll band should be, <laughs> and we'll never have another one like them. We well, never got a Sonic Youth Christmas album. Damn it! I know mm, that would have been good. That would have been so good. <laughs> yeah, that would have been so good. Like Little Drummer Boy just would have been like you know wall to wall static for fifteen oh. minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there there is one so- song called Santa Doesn't Cop Out on Dope, but. Oh. If only where, where, we could have had it. Where was that co- from? 
I don't know. Huh. I, I, uh, I don't remember that one. They got hidden gems all over the place. Yeah, they do. The, oh, oh, oh. It's from um, a compila- a Geffen Records compilation. Um, Interesting. Just oh. Say Noel, which... Uh, <laughs> that's good. It's so silly. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be the one like Sonic Youth uh, connected thing that Nancy Reagan would have approved of. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my gosh! Yeah, so, so but, good. Uh, that was... And also, like speaking of covers, Karen Carpenter, uh, well, the Carpenters, their cover of uh, "Ticket to Ride," fucking amazing. And they might be oh, the first so one that ever did like the sad mopey version, mopey cover of an upbeat song. Yeah, <laughs> they might be the yeah. first ones, and it's amazing. It's really, yeah. really beautiful. Fully agree. Nice. Well, what what number was that of yours? Uh, number three. Okay. Okay. So number two, I'm honestly surprised neither of you guys had this on your list. I really mm-hmm. thought like this would be one of those kind of you know unanimous like yeah obviously this is here, uh, and that album is a, a Christmas gift to you from Phil Spector. classic i'm i'm kind of surprised that one is you can't yeah. you really can't go wrong you got darlene love yeah. you got the ronettes i mean it's 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 perfect it's a perfect yeah. record yeah no I, I fully agree and it's also one of those ones that like if you ask music fans what's the best christmas album i think that's number one on a lot of people's lists yeah but like, like just like you know the musicianship the uh era specificity of the production mm-hmm. like it just it 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 feels like a real album from a real time representing some really high quality music all at once. Yeah, it is the and Christmas right. record from that, the Wall of Sound. Yeah, that 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 is that easily could have been on my list if you know I didn't really want to just you know crow about Candy Claws some more. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, you know what's kind of interesting is I feel like a lot of these albums that we've talked about so far um have been from the 60s Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i wonder why christmas was so uh thick in the 60s yeah well how about um that carpenter's album is that from the 60s i think that was the 70s Mm. um christmas portrait might have been like 72 or something um Hmm. yeah it's uh oh yeah it 1978 oh 78 I was way off. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, it also might be, too, because, you know, we are all of similar age, and we all grew up with parents who listened to an oldies station. And back then, the oldies, that it was the 50s through the 70s. That kind of encapsulated yeah. the oldies stations. And um, and a lot of those records, too. Yeah. And those were the only channels, really, that were playing Christmas music besides, like, um, the adult contemporary channels. Like yeah. the grunge that must have been channels where Kenny G not. Happened. Yeah, that's true. And Mannheim steamrollers. And the steamrollers. <laughs> but but yeah, and yeah, like in the grunge and rock channels, we're not playing Christmas music. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah a they good might have point. played like Father Christmas by the Kinks or like Jesus Christ by Big Star. But other than that, yeah. And even that, th- those kind of things, I didn't get until much later in life when I was listening to albums instead of mm-hmm. radio. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I, I genuinely do not remember being a child and hearing all of these you know which is now common very like indie and you know i don't want to say ironic christmas songs but that is how they feel sometimes yeah you know and but yeah i don't remember hearing those as a child it wasn't until i was older and was able to actually like you know seek out music on my own Mm -hmm. it feels like in the mainstream it's just the same like 100 christmas songs on a loop 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, it's like the only ones that I ever heard were that were not traditional Christmas music were like pop ones, like new pop ones, like mm-hmm. like New Kids on the Block in the '80s had a Christmas album, um, stuff like that. Just like yeah. there was super one that 80s, my mom really cheesy. liked, and um, I, you know, I can't stand it. But she would play it all the time, and it was Rosie O'Donnell's Christmas album. What? <laughs> oh, you guys! Wait, of her singing? It's oh, she's 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 duetting with everybody on there. Like you got Celine oh. Dion, you got Savage Garden, you got oh, NSYNC, no. you got Billy Joel, you got Cher, you got. I mean, like it's it is about as like you know that side of the '90s as you can get, and. I don't know how, like, my mom must have ordered it, like, on QVC or something. I don't know how right. she got it, but, like, she, and that was, like, we, for, like, two two seasons, we listened to that album so many times. So, I know that album really, really well, but it is <laughs> not in my top five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, wait, so that, that previous one was your number two, That's my correct? number two. So. Okay. My number one, um... Is I you know I, I I don't mean to copy Tara. It's Vince Guaraldi Trio. It's Charlie Brown Christmas. I mean, it's such a classic album. It is, yep. yeah, and it is. I you know one of you guys brought it up earlier. I forget who, but it has now separated itself from the 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 source material, where. It's not only just a good Christmas record, it's a good jazz record any time of the year. And yes, I do, like I can every once in a while, because it has been co-opted by so many things, whether it is the Royal Tenenbaums or Arrested Development, or you just, you hear it in so many different places. It's so ubiquitous for this Christmas season. You can kind of play it anywhere. Again, sort of like the Carpenter's Christmas album, you put it on, no one's going to complain. No one's going to go like, I don't like it. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. it's all good. Uh, it's the Vince Guaraldi trio. And if they do, kick them out. Exactly. Yeah. Get out of here. Call, then you just call That's them. That's a bad no, blockhead. don't come back again. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I, 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 you guys already, you know, we kind of already waxed poetic on it enough, but it's, it is to me the best Christmas record of all time. And, and as you uh, mentioned before, Tara, this is a 1965 album. So mm-hmm. that yeah, was another 60s album. 60s yeah. thick Christmas, huh? 60s thick Christmas. 60s thick. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thicksties. The thicksties. I love it. Well, that's. I mean, th- let's go, yeah. let's go through some of our others as well. Some some of our our almost made it lists. Mm-hmm. Um, a few of mine. A big one, and this is the one I was going to say as a joke earlier, but I didn't want to spoil it just in case I was actually on someone's list. Uh, this is the, I think this is the first record I actually remember listening to as a child. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have memories of putting this physical record on my family's record player and, and listening to this record. And it's, um, yeah, how bizarre is really great. <laughs> OMC man. 1979's A Christmas Together by John Denver and the Muppets. Mm. Oh, that yeah. Is a good one. I, I listened to that a lot as a kid because I think it was kind of just right for a child. Yeah. It had some real musicianship, but it also had goofy Muppets doing silly songs and voices and stuff. And, you mm-hmm. know, them, them doing like the 12 Days of Christmas. Hilarious. Hilarious. You know? <laughs> Hilarious. Um, let's see. Um, oh, I, I also had a Christmas album by Bright Eyes. I also had a Charlie Brown Christmas on here. Um, a, a couple others that uh, are are deeper in the pocket is um, 
Yuletide Bangers, Bangers <laughs> spelled with a Z, and it, that's by uh, John Wayne. John Wayne has a very singular ability to make bullshit beats in a matter of seconds that I love to death. Mm-hmm. Remember uh, John Wayne fucks Disney? Mm-hmm. So good. It's so that good. same aesthetic Man. of just like finding some YouTube things, ripping them up and just throwing them out there again. And he did, he did it with 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 um, Christmas songs. Yeah. And then th- there's like this one where he does sample um, Christmas Time is Here. And I think he just calls that song the one everyone does. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's just, Dude, it's just I, great. I saw him open for Mount Kimby once Whoa. and he gave someone in the audience so much shit and then mm. that person got kicked out because he didn't want to like chant John Wayne's name or whatever the hell stupid thing he wanted everyone in the wow. audience to do and it kicked him out. So he John, missed Mount Kimmy, who was there for. So that's mean. that's a really sad. And 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 and, and I, I don't want to defend John Wayne, but I will because I'm a big fan of his. <laughs> but um, he he did have a bunch of substance abuse abuse issues for a long time. I I believe he's clean now, but I, I you know I don't know him personally. But um, but yeah, he made a lot of bad decisions. He would say. In, so in his maybe older. that was one of those. That that could have been one of those decisions decisions he would regret now. But I don't know. I wasn't yeah. there. I don't know the man. But I do love John Wayne. Well, I think very, John very Wayne much. would regret a lot of the things that happened in the past, especially his Playboy <laughs> interview. Wow, I see. Wait, so you're, you're talking, talking about the cowboy. <laughs> I knew. Wait, what were you guys rapper. talking about? <laughs> I, you know, I like. I was like, I knew John Wayne loved to sample beats, guys. But come on. <laughs> And it didn't set off any alarms in your head that the cowboy John Wayne was opening for the electronic duo Mount Kimby that yeah. didn't tip you off. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking Hondo. It's McClintock. What are you guys? It's Mr. True Grit. It's Rooster Cogburn. What are you guys talking about? And and one more I'll mention from my short list. It's uh, Saint Seneca, who I love, love, oh, yeah. love. They put out a new Christmas single every year, and so there isn't really an album of it. There's like a weird EP called the Mall Walker EP where you can get a few of them. But anyway, they don't really have a Christmas album. But if you go and find all their Christmas songs and put them together like I have, that makes one hell of a Christmas album. That's kind of how uh, I felt about the R.E.M. singles. Like, I wish there was – because as far as I know, there is no compilation of all of them. You just have to go and find them all. But if you were to put them all together, which I have done, it's, it's a nice little record. Exactly. Uh, Tara, how about you? What's on your short list? Um, so mine, a lot of it is sort of uh, what Scott was talking about with the whole like nostalgia thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like one one Christmas tape that I heard my dad listening to all the time when I was a kid was the Elvis Presley Christmas album. Yeah. Um, so I put that on there and it almost, I mean, I almost put it in the top, but I just had to switch with things that I listen to the most now just because, you know, just because I heard it as a kid. It's not what I listen to the most now. I do have it on vinyl. I have to put it on sometimes during the holidays just because it is so nostalgic for me. Another one uh, is the Beach Boys Christmas album. Yeah. Yes. I can't believe that's not on any of our lists. I know. Yeah, that's a great one. And then one for me, because I'm from Tennessee, and it would be just crazy if I didn't mention it here, is um, Dolly and Kenny, Once Upon a Christmas, yes. 1984. Another great one. Yeah. Hard Candy Christmas. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, I wanted to mention this one, but it's not like, I don't think it's on an album. I think it's just like its own like single EP situation. It's Wham's Last Christmas. It's like one of my favorite yeah. Christmas songs, yeah. but yeah, it's not on an album, I don't think. Yeah, it's, I, I feel like next year we're gonna have to do top five songs because they might have to be top real ten specifics. songs, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there's, there's 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 a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Five is too hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then just a couple last last other ones. Um, Home Alone soundtrack is very mm-hmm. Christmassy. Yes. And then there's one called the Christmas Rules compilation, and it's just a yeah. bunch of like indie people that are super cool. Like the Shins is on there, and yeah, Holly don't they do Lightly wonderful Christmas time? Yeah, and uh, Eleanor mm-hmm. Friedberger is on there too. Yes, oh, yeah, she yes, does like yes. the like she does like the the smoky jazzy one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a good compilation. Yeah. yeah, I believe I had to hunt around for that one, and then like whoever I was with at the time, they're like, "Wait, what are you looking for?" I'm like, "Oh, this like was it Starbucks compilation? Was it a Target compilation? It was was the, it? The, so uh, the person you're talking about was me." And I, I, yes. picked, oh. I, I got it at Amoeba off the uh, the new releases record, not knowing what it was. And I haven't even looked at the track list yet. And it was sitting on my desk. And you're like, I really want to find this holidays rule thing, man. I can't find it anywhere. I'm like, this? There you go. <laughs> so you got to go to Starbucks quick. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? so was it a Starbucks compilation? I think it was being sold at Starbucks. I don't oh. think it was exclusive to Starbucks. But I, I just remember that when I was trying to find it, because I loved Eleanor Friedberger so much. Like the, the directive I got was go to a Starbucks and we'll find it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And it had like Rufus Wainwright, Calexico, yeah. Andrew Bird. That's a really good one. Such I, a good I, I fully one. I agree. Yeah. Well, enough Christmas. <laughs> Wait, does Scott get to go through his honorable mentions? I think I kind of went through them. Yeah, because he, he threw them out earlier. Just yeah. the one thing, you know, like that, it, again, because I don't think it's on a record, is um, Christmas Wrapping by the Waitresses. That's just yeah. Yeah. Know, amazing. Such a good song. Yeah. And how about that um, that um, song by The Knife? I want to call it... Oh, yeah, uh, Christmas Reindeer? Like, yes. Yeah. Like, reindeer, yes. Reindeer, reindeer, reindeer. Amazing. <laughs> so good. I love that one. Amazing. So anyway. And also... Wait, year. does Cocteau... Go ahead. No. Would you say? Were you about to say Cocteau Twins? Uh, yes. Were you? They're Frosty the Snowman and like Winter Wonderland. That's Amazing. Right. Yes. What the heck? Okay, Amazing. We're on the same. Same. Yeah, way. but it's not on a record. <laughs> or no. Danny Elfman's Sweet from Scrooged doesn't have its own soundtrack. If it did, <laughs> that's true. That's very true. If it did. Oh, actually, that that reminds me too. The other day, um, one of my things I do often when I'm working, I, I, I was um, doing some uh, um, art stuff, and so I just put on my uh, entire iTunes library on random album shuffle. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really taking an active interest. It's just playing whole albums, blah, blah, blah. It put on, speaking of Danny Elfman, the entire Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack. That was a joy to listen yeah. to. <laughs> like, I can't believe none of us mentioned that, but that's that's also an excellent Christmas I think album. because it is, it straddles Halloween and Christmas so much that... Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to particularly call it a Christmas album. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure some some folks do listen to that, but not me. Yeah. It's too... Yeah. Yeah. Halloween-y, It's not, it's not quite Christmassy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anyway... Um, Enough Christmas. Christmas is now canceled for the rest of the year. Let's talk about the employer recommendation shelf because we got to close up the store. It's getting late and we're not even supposed to be here today. Copyright Kevin Smith. (laughs) 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 So um, first up, I'll go real quick. Uh, This album just came out and I absolutely adore it. All right. uh, I'm going to say words you won't understand, but then I'll explain what it is and then you'll agree that it's very exciting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. The album is called Pardon My French. The musician is called Jahari Masamba Unit. And what it actually is, is Kareem Riggins on drums and Madlib on all the other instruments. And they're doing an experimental jazz album. That sounds awesome. It's really awesome. When did it come out? I believe the physical comes out in February 2020. Or I mean, yes, it comes out in February 2020. 
No, February 2021. Yes. Because I was like, Sorry, February 2020 already happened. Yes. <laughs> Today is Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the physical comes out February 2021. And I believe the digital came out on November 28th, 25th? November 25th, I'm going to say. But anyway. That was almost a whole month ago. <laughs> exactly. But point is, point is, is that it's all wonderful uh, it's really great. Uh, Madlib, I don't think, does jazz often enough. Like the yesterday's new quintet stuff is really wonderful. But him with Kareem Riggins on here is just, just chef's kiss. It's 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 the greatest. And um, anyway, Jahari Masamba Unit, Pardon My French, 2020. Highly recommend it. How about you, Tara? Cool. Um, I'm going to recommend a book that I'm Ooh. actually reading right now. I'm not finished with it, but it's already really amazing. And that is the Beastie Boys book. Mm. Um, and I'm actually listening to the audiobook because there's so many, it's like stacked lineup for narrators. Kim Gordon, hello, my fave, Ben Stiller, <laughs> um, Snoop Dogg, Steve Buscemi, and just like so many famous people are reading this book on uh, the audiobook version of the Beastie Boys book. Um, Though I think I need to buy the actual physical copy because I think there's there's tons of um, lots of cool old pics in it, so I'll probably have to buy it. But yeah, yeah. that's my recommendation. Nice, nice. Scott is a big Beasties fan. Yeah, uh, have you have you seen that? And it wasn't wasn't there also a Beasties documentary that was yeah, either associated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was good. I need to I watch mean, that. Wish Adam Yacht could be there, but I know. Yeah. What can you do? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. I've tried. <laughs> it has not gone well. <laughs> All right, Sky. I, I know you don't work here, but you spend enough time here. You yeah. want to throw something up on the shelf? Sure. Let me think what it would be. Got it. All right. You already you said <laughs> that we're done with Christmas, but I'm gonna, I'm, I think we got one last little drop of Christmas. 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 <laughs> it's Christmas left. <laughs> crazy hilly. and what that is is uh so if you went with the uh, album and you went with book i'm gonna go with an animated short and if, for those of you that have not mm. seen something called creature comforts it's awesome it's a bbc show where uh these uh, this animation team goes out into the world and they do field recordings of real people saying real things and they come back and they animate them with stop motion or claymation or however you want to term it what is it, Seth? Is it claymation or uh, bu- stop motion? Well, claymation is owned by the Will, Will Vinton Animation so Studio. So it's stop so, motion. Um, so no, no, no. See, um, it's going to get more complex. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, now that is Ardman Animation Studios, and they call it plasticine animation. So this wow. is plasticine animation by Ardman Studios with two A's. If you're looking for it, like Gardvark, and then they do. So look this up if you can find it. If it's on DVD, get the DVD. If it's on Vimeo, watch the Vimeo. If it's on Daily Motion. Try to find something else. But if it's, yeah. uh, but you if know, it's on Russian YouTube, be very careful. Be very careful. Get a VPN, you know, just get the tour network. Just, just, but find it. It's the 12 days of Christmas. It's adorable. And uh, it's like, it, it fully captures sort of like the British holiday spirit. And um, um, uh, yeah, go watch that. It'll, it'll, it'll make your Christmas uh, for 11 minutes a little more jollier. Um, I have to mention something. Go for it. Now that you've brought up claymation, the raisins, California raisins, Christmas special. Yes. My favorite. Think about that. Oh my gosh. I have it on DVD. I special ordered that shit. Yes. 
that is claymation because that because will vinton animated that so you can call that claymation copyright all day <laughs> <laughs> here we go wassailing oh three kings of orientai tried to smoke a rubber cigar it was loaded it exploded like man yeah that was such a fun time <laughs> all oh, no, those california I, I, raisins as as someone who was uh learning how to animate while i was in college in portland oregon which is where will vinton animation studios is i could tell you so many amazing stories about how all the old will vinton animators hate Leica because they forced him out of the studio and renamed it Leica. weird behind the door shit it's, yeah. it's so what? strange it's so strange it's, it's just like infighting amongst I'm like stop motion niche. animators. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I get the zine. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty intense. It, it's, it was amazing to hear because because um, when I was there, Leica was already in full effect, so it there was nothing I could really you know do about it. But hearing the old timers talk about you know how much they support Will Vinton and they don't like these new young whippersnappers, Leica. Fucking is, this guy uh, just had Nike money and blah. what was the first thing that uh, Leica did? Was it Coraline? It was Coraline, but they also did like, you know, shorts and stuff like that before right. Coraline. Yeah. Right. Well, they're damn good at it. Oh, yeah. No, I love Leica. I, 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 I don't just like a Leica. I love a Leica. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Well, on that. You talking greeting cards. <laughs> we should all leave. So yeah. uh, a big thank you to everyone. Who, well, no, it's just you. It's just that one person. Hello. Thank you. Thank you, you, for coming in today. And thank you, Scott, for stopping by on your mail route, despite the fact that there's no mail. And uh, we none of us should have been here today. But we appreciate it. And we're glad we all got to spend uh, this, this holiday together. And uh, yeah, store is officially closed. Happy trails, everyone. Until we meet again. Record Store Society is hosted by Tara Davies and Seth Nicholas Johnson. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to recordstoresociety at iheartmedia.com. Or you can find us on all your favorite social media sites with the handle at Record Store Society. Record Store Society is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Blackstone, we invest to accelerate growth, backing the companies and empowering the leaders, changing the way we connect, advancing the innovations and breakthroughs, transforming the world. At Blackstone, investing is about accelerating growth for good. Learn more at blackstone.com slash beyond returns. Hey guys, this is Maddie and Kenzie Ziegler, and we have a podcast called Take 20. We want to kick back and hang out with you, but we know you're busy. So let's take 20 every week to talk, to vent, to get real. 20 minutes to catch up and talk about everything that's on our minds and yours. Listen with us for 20 minutes when you're in the car, putting on makeup, working out, cleaning your room, avoiding doing your homework. Take a break from whatever you have to do and hang out with us. Listen to Take 20 on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Allie Wentworth, host of Go Ask Allie. My listeners want more, so we are digging in. It's real, it's honest, open and unexpected, and sometimes amusing. He told me you chased him with a butcher knife <laughs> and tried to cut off his penis, but that's his version and everybody has a different Everybody version. has two sides of every story. Exactly. All new episodes of Go Ask Alley release every Thursday. Listen to Go Ask Alley on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.